We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day. A magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of November 14th, 2023. We're just cruising along in this year here. Almost almost to the end. We're, uh, the finish line is in sight. Back with a brand new episode every week. I'm here to provide a little bit of Disney magic uh, for all you guys that are like me that are not at Disney right now. <laughs> you know, I'm in Chicago. Crazy weather over here. It's fall. You know, and I, and I see people posting all the time on Instagram. You know, they're Disney pics. They're on Disney. They're going to the new jolly Christmas party at Hollywood Studios and all this stuff. So if you're not at Disney and you're missing it bad right now, don't worry. You are not alone. Let's plug everything here. Get that out of the way. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. You guys know that. Feel free to reach out, message me, whatever whatever's on your mind, Disney-related or not. If you want to talk about Disney, if you have a Disney opinion you want to talk about, if you want to hear it talked about on the show, if you see a cool Disney reel or post, if you have ideas for the show, episode ideas, top 10 lists, rankings, anything like that, feel free to send them my way. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Leave a rating and a review. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And if you'd like to support me, support this podcast, you could do so. The link is in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. I thought it was funny. I posted it on Instagram this week uh, if you follow me on there. So I want to say I created my Disney Instagram page. I think you can go on there and find out. But I want to say it was around 2013 maybe 2014. I want to say it was like 2013 though. Um, and before that, I think I, I want to say maybe like around 2012, I created it and I had a different name. And when I first started out, I would just post Disney pictures, Disney World, Disney World pictures from my trips. I went through a stretch there where whatever reason I, I had Disney World today and I created a couple more Disney accounts because I just wanted, I don't know, I wanted to kind of gain popularity. I was trying anything I could to, you know, get a popular page. I created a Disney World fitness page. I created, I have a, I had a Saratoga Springs page and I had a page Disney water parks. And I would, you know, I, you guys know me, I love summer. I love the water parks. I love Typhoon Lagoon. Um, and I had, I created a page Disney water parks and I would just post pictures from Typhoon Lagoon, Blizzard Beach, and people would tag me and I would share the, their photos, you know, just give them a few extra views or likes or whatever. Nothing crazy. Didn't have a crazy amount of followers, nothing like that. I, would, I wouldn't post on it as much. So a few months ago, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I haven't been on there in a while. Let me check it out. Let me log in and, and see, you know, how many people have, have tagged me in a photo. I can share some other photos. I can kind of promote it with my Disney World Today page. And I can't log in. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I searched Disney water parks and the official Disney water parks page that's verified pops up. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this was my, this was my page. I have the email still. 
um, you know, they would still, like, Instagram would send you, like, email, like, updates every once in a while, like, as of, I think it was, like, May, April or May, yeah, um, I was still getting emails for the account, all of a sudden they stopped, I don't know if they logged me out, or I just didn't check for a while, but literally, like, there's a Disney Water Parks page that's verified on Instagram that I'm, I'm, I guess is ran by the Disney company now, and they just straight up just, just sniped it from me. Like out of nowhere, no warning. I didn't get like an email saying like, hey, um, due to inactivity or um, due to copyright, whatever, we're, we're taking your page. No, just one day I just couldn't log in. It's like, whoa, okay. That's uh, it's kind of crazy. Because he sent me a, a, like a, hey, Disney, you could have given me like a, a one day water park ticket. Like, is that too much to ask for? I just thought that was funny. Like, kind of makes me a little worried too. Like, what else can they just take? You know, I had... I have a Disney Saratoga Springs page as well, which I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to log in and see if I can even get access to now. But moving on here, last week on the pod, we talked about the best values at Walt Disney World. Kind of stemmed from a suggestion from one of you guys, Adventures of Max and Greg on Instagram. We were talking back and forth and we were just kind of talking like, hey, you know, what are, what are some values at Walt Disney World now? You know, the prices of everything keep going up. Is there even value at Walt Disney World anymore? So if you're interested, uh, feel free to check it out. It's available everywhere. This week, we got a fun one. The top random slash obscure things that you love at Walt Disney World. Now, I asked you guys on Instagram for your input as well. So we'll go over my picks, and then we'll read the ones that you guys sent in to me at the end. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! Random and obscure things we love at Walt Disney World. Now, I think a lot of us are the same. We think the same. A lot of times you hear lists like, what do you love about Walt Disney World? Like random things you could hear, like, you know, the smell of the parts of the Caribbean water. You know, that's a popular one. I feel like isn't as random or obscure anymore. Or, you know, the smells, the sights, the sounds, like stuff like that. Like people talk about, you hear about. I've done episodes about all of the above. But I wanted to know, what are some of the most random, small, obscure things that you love about Walt Disney World. Because again, you guys are like me. I've been going to Disney my entire life, going with my family. I'm sure your families are the same way. Like you would find something that seems so random, so small that you kind of thought to yourself, like there, there's no way anyone else like loves this or notices this. Just me and my wacky family. I know that's definitely how I feel like going there. Um, it's not on my list, but just something kind of... Um, kind of relates so like you guys remember when the when uh animal kingdom ran the it's not a zoo uh commercial campaign there's like a whole commercial with this with this saying it's um it's not a zoo and it's kind of like a plan words because i think it means something in i want to say in african um but it also sounds like not a zoo like a straight up like hey animal kingdom it's not a zoo it's more than a zoo um we go to Animal Kingdom to this day. That commercial is probably from like, I don't know, 2003, maybe before that. 
every time we go to Animal Kingdom, my entire family, we're all just walking around going, it's not a zoo, it's not a zoo. Like, we say it so much, and it's something just so random, so obscure, uh, that sometimes I feel like, is anyone else's family doing this? Like, we driving up, going through the gates, my dad's in the front seat driving the rental car yelling, it's not a zoo, <laughs> you know? So for my list, I try to think of the things that would seem random or obscure to other people. Like I mentioned, like, the smell of the Pirates of the Caribbean water is, yes, it's a random it's a random thing, but I feel like it's so kind of popular now that I didn't put it on my list. Um, but smells, things you see, souvenirs, like all of that stuff, um, I kind of went through and wrote down as many as I could. And then, as I mentioned in the intro, I asked you guys on Instagram. I gave a couple examples so you guys could kind of, you know, find out where I was coming from. Um, and you guys sent in some of your favorites. Um, I did see a couple of them just when I was looking through my stories. I'm excited to go over um, see, that's a, that's a perk too. If you're not following me on Instagram, like some, a topic like this, I feel like there's somewhere out, someone out there is listening being like, oh man, I didn't, I want to send him mine. Like I have a good one. I, I feel like it's really random or really small. Um, and if you're listening to this and you do have one and you don't hear me talk about it, look me up on Instagram, maybe hit, you know, hit that follow button. If you'd like, send me a message and let me know what it was. All right. I'm going to start us off with one that was at the very top of my list, um, that I feel like a lot of people I think will kind of agree with, maybe notice. The first one on my list, the resort lobby welcome mats. I absolutely love these. I feel like maybe the most iconic one is the contemporary. It has the iconic contemporary logo on it. Um, I feel like all of the resorts have them, at least all the ones I can kind of think of. Um, I don't think like, I don't think Art of Animation has one, but I know like Contemporary, Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalk. I know they all have them. I don't know about Wilderness Lodge, but I know some of those big ones, some of the deluxe, um, moderate ones, maybe two Port Orleans, I think they have them. But the Contemporary one to me is the most iconic. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I think you would recognize it when you saw it. It's just like literally just like the welcome mats outside of like the sliding doors at the resorts. Um, and I saw uh, someone on Instagram post a picture of it and I, I reached out to her, I was like, I absolutely love the welcome mats. Like I absolutely love them. So much so that probably four or five years ago for Christmas, I found this company that makes replica resort welcome mats. And I bought my mom for Christmas, the contemporary one. And to this day, I feel like um, she still has it in her room because she said it's too nice to put outside. So she keeps it in her room, but I'll never forget it. We stayed at the contemporary, uh, like 2004, or 2005 for a few days. And every time, and we were, we were in like one of the side, like wing buildings. And every time we walked out those doors, we saw that welcome man. Every single time my mom said just how much she loved it and how much she wanted one just like that. And I, I remember thinking at the time, you know, I'm 14, 15. I, I keep hearing my mom say how much she loved this, loves this mat. There's a few times, not going to lie, it went through my head like, I wonder if I could just take this and sneak it home. You know, no one would notice. Now I didn't because I'm a good boy and <laughs> that would be wrong. Also, I don't think it would have fit in my suitcase or carry-on. But from that day, I always remembered how much my mom loved it. And then, you know, fast forward to kind of nowadays when... 
with Etsy and all these different places you can create your own like merch, like to find this company that made their own, you know, welcome mats. It's, it's like a, an exact replica. It's so well done. I just love them. The contemporary one, the Polynesian one, even like Yacht and Beach and Boardwalk, like those ones just kind of stick out in my head. Like they have those, those classic iconic resort logos that I feel like Disney doesn't do a good enough job, like promoting them or like selling merchandise with those logos. Like I would buy a hoodie right now with the contemporary logo or the Polynesian logo or shirts or pins. Like you find some stuff here and there, but it's not that much. They definitely could do more, but that's, I feel like a good one to start off our list, kind of let you guys know um, how this list is, is going to go. Random, obscure, we're talking resort lobby mats. Um, and that contemporary one is just iconic. That that white logo with like the the contemporary building, um, just, just so perfect. All right, the next one on my list here, I think you guys will know this one. Those marble doors at Rock and Roller Coaster. When you're going through the queue, Waiting, waiting in line, getting ready to go on Rock and Roller Coaster. Like once, like right when you get into the inside part of the queue, there's like those two doors that are just like made out of marbles. And I will say, it's impossible for me to walk past that door without rubbing my hand over it, feeling the marbles go back and forth. Um, especially now with like post in this post-COVID world, probably not the most... Uh, <laughs> hygienic thing to do but it's impossible like you guys know what i'm talking about those marble doors you like when you're standing in line you know you're getting close because you'll hear people you know rub their hands over that you know once you do it like it seems like everyone like else behind you in line does the same thing it's just cool it's something unique um i don't know it probably just stems from being a kid going on rock and roller coaster and you see this like just cool door that you had to like you know rub and touch like you had to um, it made a cool sound, like it's not something you would see every day. You know, I've never seen a door made out of marbles before. I think it just kind of added to the coolness of that ride, like that part of the queue, like you're entering G-Force Records, a you know a record recording studio or, you know, a record label or whatever. And you walk in, they have these cool doors. There's like uh, music equipment everywhere. There's um, like posters on the wall of different musical acts, different bands and different singers. Um, just something completely random and obscure that I've always kind of liked. Um, it would not shock me if those went away just because people always touch them. And again, it's it's not the best way to uh, prevent the spread of germs, but random, obscure, it's cool, and I like it. Next on my list, I have here when the cast member custodians make art on the ground with water. You guys probably know what I'm talking about here. And this is something I feel like is, is kind of recent, like within the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. Um, some of the custodians in the parks would start to make artwork on the ground with just like water and like a broom or, you know, something. And it's pretty incredible. Um, as someone who's a former custodian uh, back in my college days, uh, there was no chance I was this talented or did anything close to this. So when you see them, you know, making these cool designs on the ground, it's usually like a character or a logo, like, you know, Mickey head, stuff like that. It's like, whoa, like this is really impressive. Like you have this kind of talent and, you know, no offense to custodians. And again, being a former one, I'm allowed to say this, but it's like almost like 
oh my God, you're a custodian and you have like these skills. Like, why aren't you doing something more? You, you know, not to be rude or anything like that, but it's like, wow, like that's crazy that you can do this. And they're just kind of cool to look at. Um, and it just makes you appreciate them, makes you appreciate, you know, all the work that they do kind of makes you appreciate like all the, you know, the, all the types of, of people that work for Disney, all the different cast members, um, whether they're custodians or, you know, characters or, you know, working at the top, it seems like they all just, and not all of them, but when they do stuff like this, you can really tell that they care, um, that they want to do whatever they can to, you know, provide a little extra Disney magic. Um, kind of sticking on the cast member topic. Another one I had on my list is uh, something I feel like it's not appreciated enough and just something we just kind of, you know, take as the norm now. But I just appreciate and, and like how, you know, the cast members wear different costumes, you know, depending on where they are in the parks and the resorts. I feel like it's something Disney could easily, especially nowadays, it would not shock me if just like one day they're like, okay, you know, we're... Uh, all the cast members are going to wear just like one type of uniform. I, I still like that they theme the uniforms or costumes or whatever to whatever, you know, part of the park they're working at. It's, uh, it's just something when you go to a different theme park or you go somewhere else, you kind of realize that. Like if you go to Six Flags and they have like a Batman themed ride and, you know, the guy working the ride at the front is wearing a, a t-shirt and shorts. You're like, oh, that's right. You know, I'm at, I'm at Six Flags. But when you're at Disney... You know, all the cast members wear like the different themed outfits, different uniforms. Um, I just feel like it's something that's pretty cool that we just kind of take as the norm now at Disney. Next on my list, this is a big one for me. Not super random, but kind of. Okay, let me, let me explain it. Fitness centers, Disney fitness centers, and their names. Now, the fitness centers, not very random or obscure, I don't think. I, I've mentioned it a million times on this podcast. I love working out. Uh, it's something, it's, you know, a part of my life, my wife, the same way. Like we, it's just where we are, you know, we're fitness people. We love working out. It's a good way for me to blow off some steam, you know, get off uh, some, some stress. I love working out in Disney, something I've always loved to do. You're just kind of combining two of my favorite things. That's not that random and obscure. You know, maybe working out on a Disney vacation is random and obscure, but I don't think it's that crazy. The fitness center names, though, I love. I absolutely love the fitness center names. It is not talked about enough, and Disney is completely dropping the ball and not selling fitness center merchandise. So I've always talked about the Saratoga Springs has the best fitness center on property. It's my absolute favorite. doesn't have a cool name, but I, I love the fitness center there. But some of the other ones, Muscles and Bustles Health Club at the Boardwalk. Like how, why is Disney not selling shirts or tank tops at the Boardwalk that say Muscles and Bustles Fitness Center? With like the, like, oh my God, I would, I would have every single one of them. That's, that one's probably my absolute favorite name. Uh, the Contemporary has the Olympiad Fitness Center, again, super cool if you follow bodybuilding like the olympiad like that's a big time event it's a it's a legit bodybuilding name super cool the yacht club yacht and beach club has the ship shape massage salon and fitness center ship shape pretty cool yacht and beach club fits that theme as well um wilderness lodge again probably my second favorite name sturdy branches 
just so cool like sturdy branches fitness center but come on disney come up with like it's pretty simple you make a t-shirt it could be just a gray gray plain t-shirt that says sturdy branches under it it says fitness center and underneath that says walt disney world or orlando florida or lake buena vista like it's very simple anyone who is into like working out and stuff like we love shirts and stuff like that at least i do i know me and my wife do um we call them pump covers too you gotta get a good pump cover like come on um but i just think the names are so cool like sturdy branches at wilderness lodge like such a cool name uh for a fitness center and the animal kingdom lodge fitness center is called the zahanati uh, i believe that one uh, i don't know what that one means but again it's pretty cool and uh, I think there's one at Coronado Springs I don't think has a name or a cool name. Uh, maybe I'm missing one or two. Like Swan and Dolphin has a fitness center. I don't think that one has like its own name. I think it's just like part of the spa as well. But random and obscure things. I love the Disney fitness center names. Next on my list here is the sound that the people mover makes. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked about this one. I did an episode on favorite Disney sounds. Um, that was definitely on that list. I just, it has a very relaxing kind of whooshing sound. Um, I think you would recognize if you heard it and it's just one of those super random. I feel like maybe a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about or have never really thought about it. Uh, it's just when I ride the people mover, I could close my eyes and that whooshing sound, um, relaxes me. Like it, it just, I don't know. It kind of puts me at peace. Like, uh, when I hear that sound, I know like. I'm at Disney. I'm on on one of my favorite rides. It's a very relaxing ride. You feel like the cool breeze hits you in the face and in your hair, and you can hear that sound. I don't know. I've just always loved that sound. Next on my list, random and obscure things I love at Walt Disney World: the five-legged goat at the Contemporary. Now, if you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, in the Contemporary, the main concourse. Um, Pretty much like when you're going to Chef Mickey or going to, going to ride the monorail, you can see it. It's like that giant mural on the wall. But one of the goats in the picture has five legs for whatever reason. I don't know the backstory behind it. I just know that I think it was like one of those things like my family, we read in some sort of book when we were you know, younger back in the day, like when stuff like that, like people didn't know. You know, like one of those like hidden Mickey books almost. And we saw like, oh, you know, watch for the five-legged goat, the contemporary. And we found it. And like, it was just one of those things like we would always point out. And we always thought it was cool um, that we saw this five-legged goat. And for whatever reason, <laughs> it just has always stuck in my head. Probably to this day, my dad would point it out like, hey, look, there's the five-legged goat. Like it's going to move or something. Just, I don't know. It's just one of those things like... Um, you know, maybe kids nowadays don't care about that. But like I said, like we read that like in a book, like one of those like Disney, Disney World, like secrets and, and trivia, like some sort of book like that. And it said to look for the five legged goat. And then, you know, me and my sister or my parents, like we read that before we go like months in advance. And then once we get there, it's like, Hey, we got to try and find this goat. And then you find it. It was like a, I don't know. It was like a cool feeling. It was like a treasure hunt. And it was like, well, we actually found out this cool secret. We found this thing hitting on the wall, hidden on the wall, um, which nowadays I'm sure a lot of people know about. But for a while there, we thought it was like almost like an inside, um, like we had like the inside scoop. I don't know. It's pretty cool. 
next on my list here, walking through Cinderella's castle. There's just something about it. Maybe the fact that it, it you're like walking through an actual castle. I'm not even talking about like going to like to the inside, like to the restaurant or the suite or anything. I'm talking about just like walking through like underneath um, the walkway, you know, to cut from like Main Street to about to Fantasyland back there. I don't know. There's just something about it to this day when I walk through that. It's just like a larger than life feeling almost, especially when you're going from like Fantasyland to Main Street, like that way. You walk through and it's like you're like front and center, center stage of the Magic Kingdom. And you're walking through this giant castle. You like you almost can't believe it. It's like, whoa, like this is cool. This is this is a magical feeling. And it's something I've always thought was cool when I was a kid. I always wanted to cut through the castle. There's like the cool murals on the walls, like underneath, you know, it's almost like a drawbridge type thing. There's like water over there. And then when you walk from Fantasyland to Main Street and you're just looking straight ahead, you can see Main Street and you can see all the people. And if you're at, if it's at night, you see the lights and I don't know, it's just a special magical feeling that to this day, I did it the last time, our last trip, I was 31 years old walking through the castle I just kind of stopped and just took a breath and just kind of tried to soak it all in. It's such a cool feeling. All right, let's see. What do we have next on my list? Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a big one. The billboards. I don't know why I didn't say this one earlier. This one was like number three on my list. Kind of jumping around here. The billboards. Like, I, this was a big one. I know I've posted about it on Instagram and my TikTok. The Tower of Terror billboard. You guys know what I'm talking about? I can't believe they got rid of it. It was that billboard. I don't know the, the road it was on, but one of the you know highways on Disney property, there was the famous Tower of Terror billboard. Um, it had it was basically a billboard with like a cutout of Tower of Terror on it, and it would kind of move up and down like the elevator. And it was there for such a long time. It was iconic. I think we all kind of saw that when we were kids. And again, seeing that as a kid, absolutely amazing like, oh my god like especially imagine if you've never been to disney before you've never been on tower of terror you're there for your first time on your first trip you know you're you're coming back from the airport or whatever and you're driving down the road and you see a billboard for tower of terror at disney's mgm studios and it's an elevator that's moving up and down you're like again it adds to that magic that disney magic that they would go out of their way to put all this work and effort into a billboard that was my favorite one that one i think was probably the most iconic i think i even have a t-shirt like i have like a t public store i never promote um i think i um i have like some tower of terror billboard shirts uh on my site but it's like wow like just i don't know it was just cool to see um they also i think the other famous one was probably the uh the bugs life billboard that had the stink bug and like the the purple stink fog would come out of the billboard again pretty iconic like you don't see billboards like that literally anywhere else and to see them put like that effort to like almost like just theme it you know and, and put special effects into a billboard um was really cool really sad to see those go kind of sticking on the same thing here uh random and obscure things i love at walt disney world the purple highway signs again which are being changed and it's one of those things it's not a it's 
it's not a big change but those highway street signs were like purple and red and, and black like that same color scheme for pretty much my entire life growing up going to disney and it seems like something that they didn't have to change i think they're like painting them maybe like blue or something i'm sure they don't look bad but it's different and it's something they didn't didn't have to do um i just i don't know the the purple street signs i feel like are just very iconic and i'm uh kind of sad to see those go next what do i have here okay sitting on the bus now this one is huge especially picture you've just been walking around the magic kingdom or epcot all day your feet hurt you have blisters maybe they're a little wet from a water ride or it rained and you're you're waiting for the bus there's a long line and then you gotta get on the bus and it's packed you're elbow to elbow butt to butt with a stranger you gotta stand for you know the 15 minute you know drive to your hotel that's the worst there aren't many things better than getting to your stop and getting on the bus and being able to sit down like oh it's ice cold air conditioning on the bus you're sitting down you're letting your feet rest a little bit such a great feeling compared to when you're just jam-packed and have to stand especially like at the end of the night like so many people i'm sure have fallen asleep you know late night coming back on the bus the bus driver turns off those lights and it's like you start doing the head nod you're just dozing off it's pretty pretty funny my dad's a uh, false victim to that every single time let's see what do we have okay another one on my list here maybe it's random because my, like this is a big one to like my family is driving past the reedy creek fire departments um this one's really random i i love it for whatever reason growing up I, i've told a story my entire family would go uh there would be nine of us grandma grandpa my aunt my two cousins my parents and my sister and we would rent one of those big astro vans that we would all fit in and for whatever reason one summer we every time we would pass the reedy creek fire department building my dad would yell reedy creek and then we would all <laughs> we would all say after him reedy creek like we would all repeat him why i don't know no idea no idea how that started but it's something my family started doing probably when i was five years old it's something my dad still does to this day anytime he passes reedy creek he yells that and we have to repeat him so much so that we named our, our family dog reedy after reedy creek um and especially like they built that newer one kind of by disney springs yeah the disney springs area it's got like a giant like fire hose out front and stuff like that one's always kind of cool to look at i don't know just that's something random something obscure that i love my family loves something we've always done it makes us probably pretty weird you know if you're ever in a car with us on disney property and we pass reedy creek you're gonna hear my dad yell reedy creek and you have to make sure you respond with the same thing um yeah that one's definitely i'd be shocked if anyone else um was that obsessed with the uh, reedy creek fire department buildings only got a few more here on my list but this next one is a big one one of my absolute favorite things at walt disney world if you've been listening to the podcast and following me you know i, I usually bring this up every once in a while the boardwalk grass now if you don't know what i'm talking about at the boardwalk resort 
like right when you walk out of like the main lobby towards the boardwalk area, there's like this grassy play area, like this big area of grass. And for my entire life, I've just always loved that area. I remember, I think the first time I fell in love with it, um, I was probably, you know, five or six years old. We go to boardwalk. I forget. I think we were going to eat at ESPN club, but then we were going to either Epcot or MGM studios. And we walked out and they were doing some sort of like activity or games like right there on the grass. And it was like an obstacle course. It was a bunch of kids playing. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, like this is what they do over here at the boardwalk. Like there was a cast member like announcing the games. They were keeping score. Like to my six year old eyes, it reminded me of like a Nickelodeon game show. Like that's what it seemed like. And I've just always loved that grassy area for whatever reason. And Every time we would go there, we, you know, we'd, I never stayed at the boardwalk, but we'd be there a lot, you know, to eat at ESPN Club or the bakery, or we'd always go there when we were going to Epcot or Hollywood Studios. And you would always see just kids and people playing right there on the grass. And for my entire life, I've always just wanted to stay at the boardwalk and just kind of walk down to that grassy area and just play some catch. You know, throw a football around, play catch with a baseball. It's something. Just play catch, enjoy the the ambiance of the boardwalk you're at disney the weather's great um so i just i don't know i that's like that might be my weirdest one like the the most random obscure thing i love at disney might be that grassy play area uh at the boardwalk resort here's one it might be my last one <laughs> again yeah this is so fun because it's just random stuff i'm hoping at least some people know what i'm talking about but like the random fake uh, signs and store names that you see around uh, Walt Disney World, like at Hollywood Studios is the one that comes to mind. There's some on, is it Sunset Boulevard or the other way? You're walking down the street from the main entrance. And if you look up um, above like the stores, there's like fake like businesses and like names and stuff. And those are really good. My all time probably favorite one of those was at Hollywood Studios in the streets of America. It's now gone. It was called Use Guys Merchandise. Uh, it wasn't a fake name uh, because I think it was actually like a little like kiosk shop there. But oh my God, Use Guys Merchandise. My family said that so many times. I want to say we kind of first noticed that around 2008 when my buddy Brian came with us. So you got two 18-year-olds. We loved that whole Streets of America area. Like he was a film film major and he's a film guy works in the industry and we wanted to film a movie or not a, not a movie but we were we used to make like youtube videos back then we wanted to film something there so bad and we just we just kept repeating use guys merchandise hey use guys merchandise huh that's all we that's all we would say uh for that entire trip so i just i love like the names like that the the fake names you see like on the doors on the, the storefront, stuff like that. Uh, again, just kind of a little creative touch. You know, people like me like to kind of walk around and look at those little details. All right, so I want to get to the ones that you guys sent in on Instagram. You sent in a bunch, so I want to make sure I get through all of them. Uh, but first, I want to give a shout out to the Disney Bracket. Uh, he's a good follow on Instagram if you don't follow already. He's always doing like brackets and polls. Like, you, you know, who doesn't love a bracket? Uh, I did a whole... I did a whole uh, 
episode on it back in March. But uh, we both put up, I put my question asking you guys your favorite, you know, random things uh, at Walt Disney World in the same day, like within like an hour, uh, he put up his next bracket matchup, uh, which was random things at the park. So I'm going to go through his, uh, what he had first. Uh, he had Walt's apartment versus the little man of Disneyland. He had impromptu character sighting versus celebrity sighting. Smellitzer versus Hidden Mickey's. Haircut at the Magic Kingdom versus Petrified Tree. Popcorn Turners versus Running into Someone You Know in Real Life. Stepping into the Square versus Brown Road in Liberty Square. The Basketball Court in the Matterhorn versus Pulling the Sword from the Stone. And the Suite Inside the Castle versus Custodian Art. So, um, I'm not going to lie, I voted um, on all these. The, the one I was pulling for the most was the Basketball Court Inside the Matterhorn. Uh, but follow on Instagram. He's a great follow the Disney bracket. All right, let's get through the ones you guys sent in. I asked you guys, what are your favorite random slash obscure things at Walt Disney World? Sydney Swain said the weird cafe called Peekaboo Pic- uh, at Swan and Dolphin. It's just so weird and nostalgic. I love it. Okay, so I remember that one because uh, we stayed at the Swan and Dolphin for probably like five or six years when I was a teenager. Um, and... I could be wrong, but I feel like uh, Peekaboo was, was that the quick service, like, not food court, but, like, quick service area? I think it was open 24 hours, or if not, like, part of it was, or it was open really late. That's what I remember about it. Um, and, again, if that's the uh, that's the same one, I remember being probably, like, 17 or 18, and I have a little bit of money on my own now from working summer jobs. And I remember I went there, and I got a like two pieces of candy, like a Kit Kat bar and a pack of Starburst. And it was like $15. And I was like, what? This was my, that, that was like my first, like, oh boy, Disney's expensive. Oh, Ruckle 12. Uh, real world. Or Ruckle 12. Uh, the cast members who make art of, out of brooms and water. Yeah. Like the, it's such a skill. Like, like I talked about it. It's, it really is amazing. Iona and F said the smell of Goofy's candy company. The moment you walk in. So true. Um, I think I did an episode on Disney smells once. Like that was definitely up there. Like that's an underrated smell. I could I could picture it right now when I close my eyes. Pingy Eleven says the blasting AC on the buses when going back to your resort. Oh my God, such a great feeling. After a long hot day, it you're so hot and it's so cold on the bus that it like kind of steams up and fogs up the windows. Oh, what a great feeling. NM Gypsy 14 says ducks. There are so many ducks at Disney. I think there's an Instagram page like ducks at Disney too. Uh, I know our last trip, it was so cute. We were waiting for the ferry to go from the Magic Kingdom back to Wilderness Lodge. And we were waiting in line and a bunch of ducks came up to my wife. Um, and I may or may not have get, given them some Cheez-Its because they looked very hungry. Ryan T. Klug says... The smell of the trucks on the safari in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that's a great smell. I love the trucks. Great smell. Love the Tomorrowland Speedway. Anything like that. Um, he also said the tangled bathrooms in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, probably the best bathrooms on property, right? Um, those are pretty fun. Lisa Jill 315 says music at the boardwalk and Polynesian hotels. I feel like the boardwalk music doesn't get a lot of love. The Polynesian, yes, I could. That one, great music. You walk in, it just adds to the ambiance. It makes you feel like you're in Hawaii. The boardwalk music is not talked about a lot. I love it. You guys know how much I love the boardwalk. I definitely agree with you there. 
All right, let's see. This next one is from the Angie Panji. I hope I say these right. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, trash cans. Yeah, Disney is probably the only place where we love their trash cans. Um, yeah, wow, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. The trash cans at Disney, they're each kind of themed to match like where they're at. Like, you know, like the trash cans in Frontierland are, will be a little different than the trash cans in Tomorrowland. They have cool designs, cool logos. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. That's a that's a good one. The Lost Sith 90 says Jester outside of Port Orleans French Quarter. Do I I don't know if I remember the Jester French Quarter. I know there was one inside like the food court that freaked me out. Oh, here's one. Uh, thank you for bringing this up, Port Orleans. The alligator playing the saxophone right outside in uh Port Orleans French Quarter, there's like a statue of an alligator playing the saxophone. I've always loved it. I love gators. Florida, University of Florida Gators, that was my school. And I played the saxophone growing up, so I've always loved that one. This one from XX DJ Kitty XX DJ Kitty. That's like, uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays uh, do something with DJ Kitty. But the drums that play in the Tiki Room after the pre-show are an absolute banger. I think I, think I know what you're talking about. The drums, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. Make it magical. Travel Steph says the resort artwork. There's always so much, so much artwork, um, especially at the resorts. Rachel Mac two 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 says the International Gateway, Rizzo's patio overlooking old backlot, Boardwalk Grass and Indy. Okay, Rachel Mac two two two. Are are we related? The International Gateway. You guys, I've talked about on, the, on this podcast so many times. That back entrance to epcot i've i've talked about how i just wanted to stand before the before the skyway for the skyliner i just wanted to hang out there was that grassy area back there as well and just play catch all day just listening to like the epcot music in the background and the the boardwalk grass you put on your list like that is blowing me away right now that's insane that is awesome njs sprinkle says the details in the ground andy's footsteps in toy story land etc okay the details in the ground okay so i believe at wilderness lodge when you walk in in the cement they have like bear tracks maybe some other animal tracks but definitely bear tracks so much so that when i was a kid i was actually scared that there were bears there because i saw that like the first time when we were there yeah i love how they do stuff like that that's a good one Britney's Hestfest, Britney's Chestfest, something like that. The smell from a water ride gives me lots of endorphins. Definitely not alone there. Pirates is probably uh, the most popular one. Splash Mountain had a pretty distinct smell as well. 999 Spyglass says the the old rubber circles are around the palm trees outside of studios. Oh my God, yes. It's like that cushiony, soft rubber for whatever reason that they put around the trees. Yes, I think they have that at Art of Animation around some of the statues, probably because they're afraid like kids are going to be like running around there and, you know, playing on them and stuff. All right, let's see. This next one is from Al Richards. The evacuation route slash safety placards featuring Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket on WW hotel room doors. Yes. Now this is... <laughs> This is what this episode is all about. That is so specific and random. I love it. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what? It kind of reminds me. It's not that similar, but I, I used to love in the arcades 
when a uh, when an arcade game was broken, they would put a sticker on it, and it said like "Sorry, under maintenance" or you know "out of order," and it was Mickey themed, and it was like Mickey and Donald and Goofy, like all with like construction stuff on it. And I I stole a couple of them. <laughs> That's so great. This one from Pamagram um, has a few here. The Shell Walkway at Old Key West, the look and feel of the monorail station at Magic Kingdom, and finding a cast member with my name or from my state. Yes, that's so true. Like, it's such a great feeling when you see a cast member who is, you know, from your hometown or even from your state, like somewhat close. You can kind of talk about that. It's like, oh my gosh, like maybe we know some some of the same people. Uh, the the monorail station at Magic Kingdom too is like, just fills me with feels. This next one from Alex Data Traveler, Finding Nemo Aquarium Area and Living with the Land Greenhouse Area. Definitely love those. Uh, the greenhouse area, just, I can feel, like when I close my eyes, I can feel going through the greenhouse area. This one from Darth Dagan, Riding the Ferry from Fort Wilderness to Magic Kingdom is such a vibe. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with you there. Like, it's just a, it's just a weird, magical feeling when you kind of, you're going across the lake, you have like the wind from the water, you know, maybe you're getting a little uh, spray from the water and just seeing, you know, all the hotels and then finally Cinderella's castle. Man, what a feeling. Miss Mandolina says the smell of the bathrooms. I mean, the cleaning products they use, not the you know what. Yeah, some of the some of the bathrooms when you get into a clean one, they have that distinct Disney clean smell. The soap, I don't, I don't know. The, they used to have the soap that had a distinct smell as well. Sir Cinema says the smells, pirates ride slash lobby. Yeah, two of the greats. Yeah, we got we got a lot of uh, a lot of ones you guys sent in. I love it. The Disney bracket says being able to get a sweet fade at the Magic Kingdom barber shop. I got my haircut once there, and I was like sixteen. And not gonna lie, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too thrilled. I was getting my haircut next to like a three year old, and it was like, oh boy, I am uh, I'm a little too cool for this, right? As a sixteen year old, but now I would definitely get. I gotta get gotta get hooked up with a uh, Magic Kingdom barber, get a nice fade going. Florida Keys eats says magnets for the resorts, custom smells for each resort, and sitting areas in the hotels like a random hall of perfect chairs. We've talked about this before on Instagram. This, just can we just put in, in general just the resort lobby chairs? My dad could do a power ranking of his favorite slash most comfy uh, resort lobby chairs. I love it. Mrs. Stacy Fornes says the gol- golf carts at Fort Wilderness and the little details no one knows about. I absolutely love the golf carts. I want to say they're just to ride around in a golf cart. Under a tooth says Mr. Mouse painting in the Harambe market. I think I think I know uh which one that is. Spring Lou 114 says there's no mosquitoes. Yeah, that's Disney does a great job. Obviously there's still, you know, maybe some mosquitoes, but considering you're in Florida in the summer, especially when it rains and it's hot all the time, you're actually a little surprised that there's not more. Um fun fact, my dad actually got West Nile uh at Disney when I was like 11, like during the height of West Nile. So that's uh, that's the reason why I know that there's at least one mosquito uh, that has been there. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. 
The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, just got a couple more here. This one from Rowan McMillan. Uh, he sent in a, a few ideas for some episodes in the past. Says, uh, the tram to ticket and transportation center, the Disney Quest elevator and tangled bathrooms. Also, the burning smell in Carousel of Progress when John burns a turkey. That, wow, okay. That's definitely a deep cut right there, that smell. Um, the the uh, Disney Quest elevator, I have like a slight memory of. Tangled bathrooms, of course. And can I just say like, oh, trams in general. I just love the Disney trams, like the feeling of riding on one, the smell of one, hearing the uh, the the cast member over the intercom. I absolutely love it. And side note, you could probably hear uh, you probably hear my son uh, in the background. He's playing over there uh, with mom, having a great time listening to dad record uh, his his Disney podcast. Next uh, from Adventures of Max and Greg. Uh, the that the Tower of Terror is 199 feet tall so that they don't have to put a blinking light on top. That's true. That's like one of those things uh, we used to read in like those Disney fun fact <laughs> trivia books. I think that's that was the plan with Cinderella Castle too. They wanted to make it tall but not uh, too tall where they had to put the light on top. Holly Robbins, 27, says, The smell of a Walt Disney World resort, the holiday starts for me when I smell it on arrival. Yeah, each resort has, like, its own distinct smell. Um, and, again, I don't know what other places I go where I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this smell, or, you know, the smell hits me in such a way uh, only at Disney. Uh, our last one for today from Sunny Eclipse says, Sunny Eclipse the little Maui guy on the Polynesian trash cans and the Spanish ghost host. The little Maui guy on the Polynesian trash cans. That's so, that's crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Gotta love the Disney trash cans putting on logos and, you know, special designs and stuff. But thank you guys for all of your great responses. Definitely made me think, definitely made me realize that we all have like those little things at Disney, uh, those random obscure things that, you know, maybe no one else thinks about that we love. But that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully I was able to provide you with a little Disney magic wherever you are. If you're like me at home, thousands of miles away from Disney. Uh, you know, I do the same thing sometimes when I need a little pick-me-up. If I'm stressed out, if I'm in traffic, if I'm at the gym, you know, I'll throw on a Disney podcast or some Disney music just to kind of get me through my day. So hopefully I'm able to help you with that. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. My DMs are always open. Stop by, shoot me a message. We can talk some Disney, talk about life. If you have ideas for the show, episode ideas, top 10 lists, rankings, anything like that, feel free to shoot it my way. Also, please hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. If you're listening on your iPhone, it takes like 30 seconds. Just head over to my podcast page there on uh, iTunes and leave me a short little review. I really do appreciate it. If, you've, if you'd like to support me and support the show, uh, you can do so. My link to do that is in my Spotify homepage and in my Instagram bio. Next week is Thanksgiving. I'll make sure I uh, record that and get that episode out early. Uh, so you guys, I'll talk to you guys next week before we all stuff ourselves and until then, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and always remember, 
It all started with a mouse.